0: Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham, embracing what's fun with Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080. I know some of you out there in the listening audience were there on November 19th, 2022, for the very first episode of Spotlight Connecticut. And it seems like it was just yesterday, and it also seems at the same time like it was so long ago and so far away. But realistically, it was not. But on that show, on that very inaugural edition of Spotlight Connecticut, I made a promise And the promise was, if I find out that somebody is listening to WTIC News Talk 1080 and or Spotlight Connecticut, they will get shout-outs on the air. And when I find out that they're listening, it has to be in an organic way. In other words, I can't hear about it uh, from somebody just because they want a free mention on the air. There has to be some kind of proof. So if somebody reaches out to me and they say, yeah, I listen to WTIC News Talk 1080, okay, well, what have you heard? Oh, well, I heard the talk show with Bowser and his upcoming show at Mohegan Sun. Okay, great. So now I know that you're really out there and, um, you know, that counts. Or I go to a business or an establishment and I find out that they are, in fact, listening to WTIC. So they're not just blowing hot air and blowing smoke, okay? So I happen to come across two people who I verified as devoted WTIC listeners this week. All right, and the first one, I won't say exactly where she works, but I will say that Judy, who works at my accountant's office, she listens to WTIC. I was blown away because I was meeting with my accountant, and my meeting was over, and they're saying goodbye to me. And as I'm leaving, Judy, the assistant at the front desk, she says to me, excuse me, excuse me, but I listen to you all the time, every week. I said, my goodness, my goodness. Well, do you listen during the morning news when I'm on during Brian and Company? Do you listen, maybe it's on the weekend? She says, every weekend I listen to Spotlight Connecticut. And then she told me all the details about all the shows that that she has heard. And I was just blown away. So, Judy, thank you for your devotion. I'm not going to say what accountant's office that is, but I will just say that, Judy, you know who you are and I appreciate it. The other shout-out that I have this week, the Trackside Deli in Middlefield, Connecticut. You don't think about Middlefield all the time, and maybe I'll have to stop by there sometime because we're going to be doing live shows starting this year out and about, live on location shows for Spotlight, Connecticut. So maybe I'll stop there or maybe I'll go somewhere in that area um, and and catch up with some great folks. But I found out the Trackside Deli listens to Spotlight, Connecticut, and WTIC News Talk 1080, so I really appreciate it. Now, on with the show, as they would say. This week is going to be kind of an unusual program in that we are going to dig into history and controversy all in one. We are going to be talking about the Norwich State Hospital in Norwich and Preston, Connecticut, a facility that is mostly gone, but history has kept the memory alive. There's also some dispute and unhappiness going on in town. People who are a little upset in that southeastern Connecticut area that all of these ghost hunters are going there and the place isn't haunted, they say. And they also want to know when the land is going to be developed on because it's sat as an eyesore for nearly 30 years since the state closed Norwood State Hospital in October of 1996. Not only are we going to hear from two people, one is a historian, one used to work at Norwood State Hospital. We're going to get their perspective on all these issues. We are going to get answers from the town as well. So, very ambitious program on Spotlight Connecticut, but what's happening out there, we will find out today.
1: This is WTIC
0: in Hartford.
2: What's going on, everyone? This is Joe from Hebron, and you're listening to Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham.
0: I really do want to stress that on Spotlight Connecticut today, we are not here for a history lesson on what the Norwich State Hospital was. It's documented in so many places. In fact... If you just get the book, Images of America, Norwich State Hospital, written by Connecticut historian and author Christine Rockledge, who's one of our guests today, you can learn as much of the history as you want about the facility and then some. So we will do a brief synopsis on what the facility was, but we're not going to spend time focusing on the history itself. Instead, I'm more interested in the current reputation that the facility has, what the town of Preston is doing about it, and what the future might hold for the facility. That's what we're going to be talking about on Spotlight Connecticut. Christine Rockledge is one of our guests. We're also joined with Steve DiPolito, Steve who used to work at Norwich State Hospital for a number of years before its closure. And since then, he's also been devoted to research efforts, and he's been in touch with Christine a lot and helping her on the project. Christine, if you could just start off by telling us what Norwich State Hospital was. If you could give it any kind of a brief summary to just get people up to speed, what was NSH?
2: The Norwich State Hospital was a psychiatric facility that treated a variety of uh, psychiatric illnesses. And like you said, it was in service for nearly 100 years. And it was very beneficial to patients and their families. Um, It's something that should be honored and remembered.
0: You're from Central Connecticut, Christine, and I want to know what your interest was in Norwich State Hospital. You had to have discovered it somehow. You had to have gotten some interest in it. What was it? What sparked that curiosity?
2: I became very fascinated with Norwich State Hospital, and I wanted to know why it was there, you know, at first I didn't know what it really what it was, I knew it was a psychiatric institution, but I didn't really understand the role of the psychiatric institution in our state and in our country. I wanted to know why it was there, what happened there. I already knew um, that people talk negatively and will see a psychiatric institution as all oh, the crazies were there, you know, the bad people were there. I wanted honest answers. I first took to the internet and could not find anything. All I found was information about ghost hunting and paranormal activity, and those were not the answers that I was seeking. I wanted the truth. Um, So I started digging through newspaper archives, putting in a ton of hours at the Connecticut State Library, um, seeking out former employees, family members, of former employees to get concrete, truthful answers about what Norwich State Hospital was like. Um, The whole process took me a little over 10 years, and unfortunately, with the publisher that I went with, I was limited to 18,000 words and 128 pages, and I figured, well, There's no books out there to tell people what Norwich State Hospital really was like, what it was about. So I'm going to do my best, given the restrictions that I have. And I wanted to paint both sides of it. I wanted it to be, like you said, neutral, focusing on both the good and the negative, because the negative was not just limited to Norwich State Hospital. All the psychiatric hospitals in the country had their good sides and had their bad Um, But what I did find in researching is that Norwich was one of the better institutions in the country.
0: As I mentioned at the start, our other guest is Stephen DiPolito. And Steve used to work at Norwich State Hospital. Steve, what is your history with the facility?
1: I started at Norwich Hospital in 1981 after I just completed my bachelor's degree in Eastern and Sociology. My parents had worked there. Dad started in 1948. Mom started in the mid-50s. And uh, for the first 10 years, I was a mental health worker. Uh, We used to call them psychiatric aides, but uh, now called mental health workers, while I was working on my graduate degrees. By the time the hospital closed, I was uh, a licensed clinical social worker working on the uh, alcohol and drug program. And that was in 1996 when the hospital closed.
0: Again, I don't want to focus too much on telling the history because Christine Rockledge, one of our guests this week, she has that book out, Images of America, Norwich State Hospital. You can learn a lot more history in depth with photos there. So I don't want to dig into that too much, but I do want to address a little bit of the good and the bad. And one of the good things, Christine, that you talk about is the family-like aspect that happened at Norwich State Hospital for many of the patients, but also many of the staff members
2: too. How can I put it? It's a dangerous environment. You're working with unstable people. Some people are are stable, some are not. But when you're working with, you know, people who are not predictable and are not stable, you have to be able to trust and rely on your coworkers to keep you safe. Um, and Steve DePolito, DePolito excuse me, can give you a lot of examples of times where things got pretty, you know crazy, no pun intended, um, and where employees got hurt. And if when you're working in that kind of environment and you're relying so heavily on your coworkers to have your back basically, you form a bond with them. they become family both in the workplace and outside of the workplace.
0: Christine, I was fascinated to read in your book that the Norwood State Hospital actually had radio studios. And in addition to the radio studios that recorded programs for internal use, I don't think they aired on WTIC radio here in Hartford, but there were theaters and there were performances and there were music groups, etc.
2: I believe that the radio programs that were done in the Russell Occupational Therapy Building, I think it was only broadcast uh, throughout the state hospital PA system. I don't know for certain if it was throughout the local area, but I think that that was just a wonderful thing that Norwich Norwich could offer for the patients.
0: Christine Rockledge is one of our two guests this week on Spotlight Connecticut. Your book, Images of America, Norwich State Hospital, while it points out a lot of these good aspects that we just kind of touched on, and without getting too deep into the history or the good and the bad, it highlights some ugly parts of Norwich State Hospital. And if I may read off page 52, Quote, wards D north and south were the hospital's violent wards. Overcrowded conditions prevailed here, too. Behavior was controlled by sedative medications, wet sheet packs, restraints, and seclusion. Patients in either building could be found tied to benches, asleep on the floors, or standing in a corner without any clothing on, end quote. Obviously, these are conditions that would not fly today in 2023. You're very neutral in your approach with this book. And you obviously don't mince words either. Why is that?
2: To get the truth out there so people can see that no institution or no place is perfect. There's always a good and a bad side to everything. But it's it is to get the truth out there and to not paint it with rose colored glasses.
0: Our other guest Stephen DePolito was there the last final years of Norwich State Hospital, right there up until the very last day. In fact, He has released footage of the last day at the facility, which was mostly barren by that point of people and also of equipment in the facility. What led to the closure, Stephen?
1: As far as mental health treatment, and it's always been the case, and Christine was very good in pointing this out on the very first page of her book, it's all about money. Society will address mental illness in the cheapest way possible show society that, yes, we are addressing the issue, but they're going to do it as cheaply as possible, and that's always been the case. Uh, so, I mean, people think, okay, because asylums were brutal. Yeah, they were, and uh, hospitals, psychiatric hospitals were bad, and North Hospital uh, was bad in that way in that there was overcrowding, and uh, that was the biggest problem. But remember, it's all about money. Society's going to address the issue as cheaply as possible and that's that's why it closed really
0: and from your experience steven what was it like working there in those final years
1: oh well um the actual closing was announced only i believe four years before it closed it was a very uh tough time i mean the Closing of such a hospital after so many years, a huge undertaking. The trying to relocate patients, uh, trying to relocate staff, it was uh, a very busy time. And um, the last four years the hospital was open, I was working in the uh, substance abuse field and uh, sadly got to see, beginning in around 1992, how the substance abuse uh, Treatment in the state really started getting cut away, cut away. Lengths of stay were short, and uh, resources were uh, scarce, and uh, it was a very tough time for everybody.
0: Christine Rockledge, one of our guests, as well as Stephen DiPolito. Stephen worked at the Norwich State Hospital in its last few years of operation, up until its closure in the fall of 1996. Well, we've talked a little bit about the history. You can learn more in the book, Images of America, Norwich State Hospital, and we've talked a little bit about what kind of led to its downfall. But the reputation today is one that is a bit different. And Stephen, I'm curious, what kind of legacy did the building have in its last number of years, and how has that changed to what it is today?
1: By the time Norwich Hospital closed in 1996, it already had a terrible reputation, And In uh, Dr. Rondonone's book, he explains how society's view of uh, uh, asylums has been shaped by literature, by the media, and the impression people have of psychiatric hospitals is not a good one. Some of uh, what the media, what uh, writers uh, did, some of it served a purpose. For example, uh, Nellie Bly, a famous female reporter from the turn of the other century, of the 19th century, uh, got herself admitted to a hospital and then wrote a big expose about uh, the bad conditions, and that caused some change, you know. And some so co- sometimes the works were good. Sometimes, though, uh, Troy's uh, concept of ruined pornography really addresses that, Uh a lot of literature, a lot of media now, and especially video and video production is geared toward the sensational aspects of the uh, the haunted asylum. And sadly, North Hospital has uh, fallen victim to uh, ruined pornography.
0: Well, before we talk about why the facility is perceived to be haunted and address a number of those concerns that the public has, because we will, I do have to ask, you have thrown out the term now a number of times, and it's not anything, you know, it's not what we would necessarily associate with the word, right? But ruin porn, what do you mean by that?
1: The best way to describe it, uh, actually, uh, I looked up the definition of pornography in the first two, uh, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, uh, the first two also, uh, of course, have sexual connotations to it. The third definition, though, uh, it was very interesting. Uh, pornography is the depiction of acts in a sensational manner. So as to arouse a quick, intense, emotional reaction, Ruin pornography, when Troy wrote about it in his book, he talked about his experience at, uh, trans Allegheny, uh, asylum that he visited, uh, in West Virginia. And, uh, They've turned the asylum into a tourist uh, attraction. They have uh, people dressed up in white as attendants, and they'll give you a ghost gun. You can go there in the middle of the night with an, uh, a guide and looking for uh, the crazy person, Big Jim, who murdered somebody with a, a knife. And this is how uh, how they're repurposing a lot of these uh, closed asylums and old prisons, and uh, and this is the pornography part. It's uh, exploiting uh, the memories, exploiting the history, uh, and putting something out there that isn't real.
0: Why don't I take a moment here and mention that the person you're referring to is Professor Troy Rondinone, who is at Southern Connecticut State University. He is a history professor there, so there is a local connection. Now, Christine, I think that you have an issue as well with the paranormal image that has been given to Norwich State Hospital over the years. Do you know how that came about and why that is?
2: I don't, and that is one thing that was like a fire that was lit in me to write images of America Norwich State Hospital because I did want to dispel all these rumors that people believe that Norwich State Hospital and psychiatric hospitals are are haunted i mean norwich state hospital is no more haunted than the doorknob to my bathroom door it's just not haunted we
0: have to pause the conversation spotlight connecticut with morgan cunningham more like east to norwich as we focus on the norwich state hospital this week on spotlight connecticut i'm morgan cunningham and that conversation will continue but i do have to take care of some station business And that Station Business, is how you can reach out to me, how you can listen to a past show, and also our guests this week, Christine Rockledge and Stephen DiPolito, they're looking for anybody who's connected with former staff or patients from Norwich State Hospital. So listen to this, I will tell you all how to get in touch with any one of us for any reason whatsoever. Now, If you're looking to get in touch with me because you like the show, maybe you hate the show and you want to tell me, that's fine too. You know, you can send me an email. I check those emails all the time. I do take them to heart. And also, show suggestions. If you know of a place that I should be going to or somebody I should be talking about, I try to have a pulse on everything happening in Connecticut. But that's impossible because there's so much going on. So if you do have a tip on a story that would be good for Spotlight Connecticut, I'll consider it. I'll review it. Just email me morgan.cunningham at odyssey.com. And yes, I'll spell it. M-O-R-G-A-N dot C-U-N-N-I-N-G-H-A-M at Odyssey.com. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y dot C-O-M. Morgan cunningham at odyssey.com, A-U-D-A-C-Y dot C-O-M. And as I mentioned, Christine Rockledge and Stephen DiPolito, they're looking for anybody who has any ties to Norwich State Hospital's former staff or patients. The reason is because they're collecting stories for their upcoming video documentary, which will be called Lipstick on a Pig, Rethinking the Legacy of Norwich State Hospital, because they're frustrated with the whole, oh, it's full of ghosts, which we're going to continue talking about on Spotlight Connecticut this week. They, they say that that's not the history and that the stories should be shared. So they have a video documentary coming out called Lipstick on a Pig, Rethinking the Legacy of Norwich State Hospital. And since we broadcast literally to the whole state of Connecticut, who knows who's listening? You can get in touch with them. Now, here's how. Stephen's email is Brewstersneck at AOL.com. That's Brewstersneck at AOL.com. Now, to get in touch with Christine, there's an email option. There's also a Facebook option. If you're on Facebook, you can look up Images of America, Norwich State Hospital. You click on that page and then what you do is you send a private message, and Christine will get it that way. Again, on Facebook, Images of America, Norwood State Hospital, or if you'd rather send Christine an email, the email address is rox.christine at gmail.com. That's R-O-X dot Christine, traditional spelling, at gmail.com. Rocks spelled R-O-X dot Christine with a C, at gmail.com. It is that easy to do. And also, if you have any episode that you want to hear again of Spotlight Connecticut, this one included, go to WTIC.com, you click on Podcasts, you'll see all of our podcasts available. Click on Spotlight Connecticut, and you'll be all set.
1: This is WTIC in Hartford.
0: Hi, I'm John Hiller from Granby, and I'm listening to Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham on WTIC News Talk 1080. We're back on Spotlight Connecticut talking about the old Norwich State Hospital with Christine Rockledge. She's one of our guests, as well as Stephen DiPolito, Christine, who authored Images of America, Norwich State Hospital, where you can see a lot of old pictures of the former site and also read a little bit more about it. Before the break, we were talking about why the whole facility has been deemed in recent years to be haunted.
2: That is something that Steve and I are working on and that we are aiming to cover in Lipstick on a Pig. It's something that has above and beyond frustrated and angered us. And here we are even in 2023, and it's still you know, going on with Norwich State Hospital and with other psychiatric hospitals, but for it to still go on with Norwich State Hospital all this time later, it's infuriating.
0: Christine, you were telling me not long ago that the whole paranormal mentality surrounding Norwich State Hospital and all of those other kinds of facilities, they have actually given you a bit of a bad rap, and you're just a historian trying to document what used to happen there neutrally and people are perceiving you in a particular way
2: definitely i've had it uh towards me when i've been um out and about and uh at times when i've been in like southeastern connecticut especially one time i was down at the beach with my kids and um i got to talking to some people and they were we were talking about the seaside regional center that's in waterford talking about, you know, just history and things like that. Um, and they brought up the subject of Norwich Hospital, and they said, you know, if you're interested in that, you should read this book. And the book they were trying to point to me was my own. Oh,
0: that's funny. <laughs> and,
2: excuse me, which made me laugh. And, you know, so I said to them, I'm like, yeah, it really is a good book, isn't it? I would know. I wrote it. <laughs> but, you know, I've, I've always been very humble about it. But, um, you know, in in talking about that, one of the women that was in this group of people that I was talking to, You know, she said, did you ever experience anything while you were there? I always get that question, and I always say, no, no, I did not experience anything. Because there is, in in my opinion, there is nothing to experience.
0: Stephen DiPolito, our other guest on Spotlight Connecticut, I mean, he would know. He used to work there at the Norwood State Hospital. Why does everybody think it's haunted?
1: Every abandoned asylum is haunted. That's the common belief. And part of this... Uh, has to do with perceptions of uh, our our perceptions of do ghosts exist. And there was a Gallup poll uh, or one of those polls back in 1990, where roughly 25% of the population believed in ghosts. By 2005, it was 32%. By 2019, it was 46%. People are very interested in ghosts these days. And Part of that may be I don't know decline in organized religion. Part of it may be shows like Destination Fear and uh, Ghost Hunters. Ghost Hunters did a show at Norwich Hospital 13 years ago, and so this has been going on for a while. And it's sad that it's happening. I, I understand the politics and of what's happening on the grounds in Norwich Hospital that necess, necessitates this. Uh, the owner. Renting the place out, just film haunted things. Uh, yeah, I guess he has to make money somehow.
0: Let's just try to explain to our listeners what the property is currently like. We've got about 400 acres, most of which is in Preston. Some of the land is technically in Norwich on the far outskirts of what used to be the Norwich State Hospital campus. But if you were to drive by this very second, you would see a land, a field of land, mostly open, okay, and buildings used to stand there. Most of those buildings have been torn down. There are several that are still up. And we are going to be getting an update very shortly on what the future might be holding for all of that land. But knowing that those buildings used to be there, that they basically went to seed, that they were vandalized. The buildings that are still there are completely in shambles and vandalized and broken into in the whole nine yards. Christine you must be so broken hearted as a historian.
2: Yes, I really wish that years ago, when Utopia Studios was taking their interest in the hospital property, I wish at least that that deal could have gone through somewhat or anything could have gone through to try to save some of those structures because they were in much better shape back then. Um, even though given that more than half the campus had been closed since uh, the 50s, it really would have been nice to be able to have saved some of it. And now with the current state, with the disgusting vandalism and lack of security on the grounds with the administration building, which, you know, nobody can get an answer as to whether or not this is still going to be saved, because at one point it seemed very concrete that the administration building would be spared and would be reused now it's seems up in the air as to whether or not that's going to happen and just with the way that the grounds are being treated it leaves you to wonder
0: you mentioned the administration building and from the street it is sealed off but if you go around the property People have found other ways into the building, which we are not supporting on WTIC News Talk 1080. Do not go in there. We are not encouraging anything like that. But the reason I say that is because there are videos that are posted to YouTube all the time of trespassers. So it begs the question, is the site secure? And again, we're going to get some answers very soon to that question and some others. But as we continue on on the Spotlight Connecticut on Norwich State Hospital, Christine, I'm wondering... If there can be a way to pay respect appropriately to Norwood State Hospital, if all of these buildings are torn down, if there are new facilities that are constructed on the property, how can there be some kind of tribute to Norwood State Hospital on the land? Is it a plaque? Is it a stone? Is it some kind of commemoration? What is it? Time capsule, maybe?
2: That I'm not sure. We kind of dropped the ball on that when it looked like things were not working favorably for us. But... Steven, I can start talking about that again and see which avenues we'd have to go. I mean, I know that the land is, once the town of Preston is done cleaning up the land, they're supposed to be handing it over to the Mohegans, um, and we'll see what happens with that. I mean, I do know that the Mohegan tribe does care about history, and I think we might be able to make some headway with them.
0: Steven, how would you like to see the land cleaned up and remembered?
1: Yeah. The administration building can still be salvaged. It would be great to have a museum or a, some sort of history or a time capsule. Uh, you know, sadly, um, there's been between the vandalism and a, and a major arson fire last summer. I don't know if the uh, building can be salvaged. That was the original plan. But the town of Preston has, you know, really failed to protect that property. And uh, the, the historical significance of that building, you know, just, um, it's, it's just heartbreaking to uh, have been in that building, have uh, worked in that building, to see the marble staircase and the, the marble fireplace. And just, it just it breaks my heart.
0: Christine, I know that you had worked closely for some time with the town of Preston in your research and also getting access to the facility. Are you still getting that same level of cooperation today?
2: Almost no cooperation. Years ago uh, my colleague Kevin contacted the town of Preston and the Preston Redevelopment Agency when uh, vandalism was becoming apparent and that and that people were you know sneaking into the building illegally And he asked them to secure. He's also offered to donate his time at no cost to patrolling and securing this building. He has heard nothing. At least the town did come and put up some plywood on some windows and secured a few things. And that seemed to work for only a handful of months. And now anybody can just get in there. It, It just really seems that the town of Preston cares nothing for the historical value of that site whatsoever.
0: There were some bigger picture concerns and questions that were brought up throughout today's episode of Spotlight Connecticut. And so I thought it was very important that we get some kind of a response from somebody within the town of Preston who could speak officially as to what might be happening with the property at the former Norwich State Hospital campus. So I was able to speak a bit with Sean Nugent, who is chairperson for the Preston Redevelopment Agency. And Sean is able to speak about remediation efforts, cleanup efforts, and also some future development ideas and plans that have been discussed to this point. So when I was talking with Sean, and I'm going to paraphrase basically his answers because we talked for a very long period of time, it would be almost impossible to edit down in the remainder of the program that we have. So I'll give you the bullet points and hopefully this will help clear up a lot of questions people may have. First, he wants to make sure that people understand 393 acres of the former Norwich State Hospital site is on land that belongs to the town of Preston. There's about 65 additional acres that used to comprise the campus, and that is in the town of Norwich, with some of it belonging to a private developer, the rest of it belonging to the state of Connecticut. The town of Preston is turning its land over to the Mohegan tribe, only once cleanup and remediation is complete. 55 blighted properties were on the Preston side of the property, and since Preston acquired that land from the state of Connecticut in 2009, all the buildings have been abated. 51, 52 of them have been fully demolished. The remaining buildings are said to be demolished within the next year and a half. The exception is the large administration building because the town and the Mohegan tribe hope that it can be redeveloped later on. Further cleanup delays in recent years were experienced in part because of COVID-19, also because of contamination on the campus. The biggest problem was ash from coal plants that provided heat to the campus in the early 1900s. I mentioned that the administration building is being saved. Hopefully it can be salvaged, officials say, but further redevelopment plans would be left up to the Mohegan tribe. Calling this whole redevelopment project part of the Preston Riverwalk project, The Mohegan Tribe website says that the plan is to turn the site into a non-gaming destination for outdoor and indoor attractions, hotel and retail space, restaurants, housing, a marina, an RV park, and more. Sean Nugent, again, he's the chairperson for the Preston Redevelopment Agency. He says that the town of Preston is confident that the Mohegan Tribe will find some ways to pay respect to the land and the history that has been on it over the last few decades and even centuries, going way before the Norwich Hospital. And speaking of history, there have been questions about whether or not any additional time capsules have been found beyond the known single capsule found in the Lodge building that was torn down, and the answer to that question simply is no. There are no known other time capsules. Lastly, there's the issue of safety and security. And Nugent explains the town of Preston is very well aware people trespass on the property, and he argues that their teams have done their best over years to continue to improve and also replace and repair fencing, board up buildings, and go to other preventative measures and hoping to keep people out. But people continue to find ways in and trespass. People do request official access, but the redevelopment agency has denied all of those requests largely because of the active construction site. Finally, Nugent stresses the property is in fact closed to the public and that accessing the buildings, whether on the Preston side or the Norwich side, is not only illegal, it is dangerous for everybody. Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham,
2: embracing what's fun with Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080.